Hey, hey. everybody, how's it going? <laughs> uh, welcome to the spiritual side notes. Um, I am Snarky Shay today. Yeah, he says I've been a little little snarky pants. Yeah, pretty uh, snarky. Feisty. And this is my bride, Haley. Haley. Just normal Haley. No snarky Haley, just normal Haley. Uh, We are sitting in our living room. Well, dining room. It's almost one. Yeah. Yeah. uh, In our apartment. Um, And in Orange County. And I'm wearing joggers because it's like 60s, high 60s. 60s and rainy today. And rainy. It's like the first time I've been cold. It's kind of amazing. It's a great fall October night. Yeah, it's fall. It feels like fall today. If it could just stay like this. Until like Christmas, It'd be amazing. It would feel more like Christmas to us. It would. Christmas weather, I should say. Yeah, yeah. No, this is it's wonderful. It's wonderful this evening. So I hope you're having just as spectacular of an evening. Um, but we have a little Athelia story before we get rolling. Yeah. So, um, in case anyone doesn't know, Athelia is our four-year-old who acts like she's twenty-five, has the vocabulary of a woman, and the attitude of. A teenager, seventeen-year-old, yeah, yeah, hands on the hips, cocking the head, that mm-hmm. glare, like that kind of thing, right now. Um, but she's just very observant and like immediately can soak up something that was said or done, and yeah. then uses that for better or worse, mm-hmm. often against me. <laughs> so last week, no, maybe that this is more probably like two or three weeks ago now, perhaps even longer. Um, I don't let Athelia play with the water in the house as much as she would like to. Like, she loves to wash dishes. So she would stand there with the water running forever if I let her and just, like, wash dishes and play with things. Um, And in Michigan, I let her do that a little more often because we were not in a drought. And in California, we've been in somewhat of a drought for quite some time. I'm saying somewhat because I actually don't totally know (laughs) No, it's there been have really been dry. years of droughts in Southern California, different times in our yeah, lives. And, and it's been pretty dry this year. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had told Athelia, we're not going to run the water because there's a drought. Cause I thought there was, and I, I don't think I'm wrong, but anyways. <laughs> um, so just keep that in mind. So I had told Athelia that a few times. Oh, Shay's now looking up if we're in a drought, but I had told her this a few times. Okay. And then a few weeks ago, I'm standing in the kitchen I'm in the middle of doing dishes, and full disclosure, a few weeks ago, I was right in the middle of just some really tough, like, um, internal decisions, (laughs) specifically in parenting, where I was acting very impatient very quickly and just saying no to a lot of things and telling the kids what to do a lot. Um, And part of that is, like, teaching them, but part of that was definitely, like, mommy just felt so out of control, and I just wanted something to be easy. That being said, I had said no to Athelia a lot apparently that day. So she came up to me and said, I've never met a mom like you <laughs> as I'm doing dishes. And I looked down at her and I was like, well, of course you haven't. I'm your mom. So you don't know any other mom the way that you know me. And she said, and you always say no to and started listing these things. So I just got down on her level and kind of like sat her in my lap as she was, you know, just divulging her heart to me and all of the things as this mom she's never met before, um, you know, how I've made her feel. And then after proceeding to tell me all the things that I say no to, she said, and you keep the water running and we're in a drought because the water was still running. (laughs) So I laughed 
tried not to laugh, but laughed. Stood up, and I turned off the water, and I got back down in her level, and we finished our conversation. Um, but it just, to- like, caught me totally off guard that, like, she had actually internalized that and then was actually upset that I was leaving the water running when we were in a drought. <laughs> As I'm, like, trying to comfort her, you're leaving water running, and we're in a drought. Love it. So that being said, that that was our my most favorite story of hers lately where yeah. she is just hilarious. That was so good. I mm-hmm. love that story. We are in fact in a drought, just to be clear. Thank you. Yes. There's uh there's levels and degrees, but we are in a drought. So yeah, that story is also relevant to our culture. <laughs> <laughs> so segue Bravo. into what we're talking about tonight, which is laughter. I thought you were going to step in. Oh, you wanted oh, me to my jump goodness. in. Wow. We're not good Dramatic at this. pause. You gotta yeah. cue me on the dramatic pauses. You're, I don't need to cue you. You just should be able to like do it. Wow, well, we've been married <laughs> eleven years. That's the fifteen-year mark. Is when those things that happen. Was, no, no, yep. no, no, no. That's what I happens, don't think so. so. Um, tonight we're talking about laughter. Yeah. So I think there's like several things when we were discussing what we were going to discuss tonight that we wanted to talk about in regards to laughter, but. That's because we think it's super important. Yeah. And in some ways, I don't know that we've ever, at least in our personal lives, really like lived in the art of laughter. Hmm. Um, And we've been trying to do better about living lives of joy, specifically, Hmm. I would say over the last year or two. Um, And laughter in seasons of our marriage in particular has like not existed. Yeah. And then there are seasons where it has. So tonight we're just going to, talk through some of those experiences that we've personally had um, and why laughter is important and biblically where we see laughter and joy and um, yeah. And we hope and pray that it's encouraging to you because sometimes just talking about laughter like lightens your heart, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I want to say this too, like, cause I think that sometimes on a topic of conversation like this, um, either, you know, peace or laughter or something to that effect. Um, sometimes it can almost come across like just try harder or do better sure. or whatever. Like if mm-hmm. somebody, if you're listening right now and you're like struggling with anxiety or depression or fear or something like this is not like, oh, you're not laughing enough and you need to try harder to laugh. Like Haley has been through seasons of depression mm-hmm. in her life. Um, her parents got divorced when she was 26, um, and that was a unique season of confusion and depression where, like, one of the only things that would kind of make you laugh, and I wouldn't even say make you laugh, was a TV show. There's like, one show we would watch on repeat, mm-hmm. um, and so there's, like, seasons where things are just harder. It is harder to laugh. So anything that we say tonight, this is not, like, a try harder, do better mm-hmm. type of message. This is just truly, like, what's the heart of, I think, of our creator? Like, when I think mm-hmm. of laughter being a part, it's, it, it's a reaction to a feeling um, that's a part of the created order, the way God designed us and wired us. So that's what we're trying to get at when we talk about this, that we believe that it's it's fun. It's biblical. It's lighthearted. It's life giving. Um, but some of you might be in a season where you don't feel that. Um, and that's okay. Hopefully, um, truly my prayer would be that one day that you are back to that season. Um, because it is, it's just so 
good and refreshing to mm-hmm. to the the heart and soul. So that's where we're coming at um, as well. Um, and as Haley said, like our marriage hasn't always been filled with this. I think part of that's like I can be somewhat of a serious guy. Like even mm-hmm. I'm very sarcastic, mm-hmm. but even if like Haley jokes with me, I can't he always tell. He won't laugh. He literally has to be sarcastic back. Either I know she's joking and I want to be funny. And so I, I take the joke from her and turn it around on its head and try to be the funny guy or, um, and usually that works really well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or I don't know that she's joking and I'm like, no, but this. And she's like, oh, I was, I was just joking with you. Um, and, which is funny because that's my style of humor. Like I do that to Haley all the time where I make a joke dead serious and she responds naturally. And I'm like, I'm just messing with you. Um, but I can't, I can't pick it up. <laughs> it's, it's really lame. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah. So I think that... Um... One of the things that I love about certain kinds of laughter is when it catches you off guard. Mm. Um, And, like, I love when you laugh, like, hysterically. And your sister Gabby is one of the only people that can make you laugh like that, like, often. So, goobs, maybe just call him more and make him giggle. I'm just kidding, but for real. Um, There there are just certain things that we're – I think we're almost, like, personality programmed to, like, find funny, Mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just love when something catches me off guard and I laugh. I love laughing until I cry, which doesn't happen often, but I love being around people who laugh Mm. till they cry. Yeah. Um, my friend Hannah, Hannah Shering, if you're listening, Shering. Oh, I just said your name weird. Shering? Said it weird the first time. If you ever hear this, um, Hannah's one of the people in my life who like she, when she gets laughing really hard and it doesn't have to be anything like super off the wall but like if she's giggling for a period of time like she just starts like crying a little bit and I just love that Mm -hmm. anyways um I also want to say that there is a difference between genuine laughter and like fake laughter and I have lived many seasons of my life in depression where I don't laugh and behind closed doors is like I feel hopeless Mm -hmm. a lot yeah but when I'm around people it's like laughter was forced and so in some way not people forced it upon me. I forced it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that was just out of a desire to like feel mm-hmm. joy or to not feel so sad or to, f- I felt like I had to. Yeah. Cause that was my MO as a kid too. Um, I, I don't remember super early elementary years, but I do remember like middle school, high school, like laughing when I didn't find things funny, almost as like a cover up, you mm-hmm. know, because people can laugh when they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think there are different kinds of laughter. Um, and we have to acknowledge that too. Like if, if you're in a situation and you don't find something funny, like you don't have to laugh. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay not to. And there are certain like, like for me, there are certain jokes that I actually think are really inappropriate that in the past I've laughed at because I like felt uncomfortable and didn't Mm -hmm. know what to do or felt like I wanted to fit in. And now like, I think sometimes that just uh, not genuinely like automatically happens Mm -hmm. because I've almost like programmed myself to like laugh at that. But it's something I've been working on is like, I don't need to laugh when I don't find something funny. I don't have to act judgmentally either, but just know that like, it's okay to be in a space where you don't find something funny the way that someone else does. Mm -hmm. Um, and even to like stand up against certain things in conviction, you know? Yeah. Um, but to just like genuinely assess within us, like 
where the laughter is coming from. Like, am I uncomfortable right now? Because I've sat in a lot of counseling sessions with people and some people in the middle of really serious hard things are giggling. Mm -hmm. And it's because they are uncomfortable. Um, And I think that's important for us to know about ourselves, but also just to be aware of when we're around other people to like be able to meet them in that space, you know, like, Oh, just cause you're giggling doesn't mean you're okay. And mm-hmm. not just in serious counseling yeah, situations, yeah. but in life. like, yeah, yeah, like I would giggle a lot and I was so not okay, but no one knew that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't necessarily anyone's job to know, but there's, I don't know. There's just something about us being aware of that. I think that the Holy spirit, um, can use and wants to use as we're like in conversations with people to like press in, like, hey, are you really okay though? Or, um, yeah, just kind of getting behind some walls because interesting laughter, interestingly, laughter can be super healing, but it can also be a wall. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's like so many various levels of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know where you want to. Well, go I was glad next, you said that because but... I had that same thought, um, as I was mentally prepping for talking about this that like yeah there's certain things i just like don't laugh at there's certain like categories i don't find funny um part of its personality right like Mm -hmm. there are certain things that just don't catch me off guard or tickle my funny bone or whatever um but part of it's just like a yeah conviction sort of thing and it's not a spiritual superiority um but there's just a an awareness for me It, it happened this last week sometime i can't remember exactly mm-hmm. when but somebody made a joke at someone else's expense and mm-hmm. i just ignored it and because i didn't have like the relational credibility to be like hey that's really not funny like um so i mean we're still new to southern california so i don't have a lot of relational credibility with many people to do that yet but like um where that happened where i just kind of just ignored it like i didn't mm-hmm. laugh i didn't respond i didn't even look at him i just kind of kept looking away and just ignored it um because like that's not especially as a christ follower like that's not funny um to to laugh at someone else's expense putting them down or highlighting a um a negative attribute about another person so um yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i was thinking the same thing Mm. um but when it comes to like laughter i like there's so there's this weird I don't want to say tension because they, they work with each other, but they can be independent of one another. And that's joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. A lot of times laughter is associated with one or the other. Um, Well, that's not true. It it could be when they're aligned. Um, Mm -hmm. Laughter can happen when they're um, aligned together, but like joy is a, a deep rooted understanding of like the hope that we have and the joy that we have and who Jesus is. Right. Like there's, so there's this like well of joy. And, um, uh, one of the guys we were on staff with in Michigan, like that was one of like his spiritual gifts was just joy. He was just always joyful. Um, even when he was going through something hard, um, wrestling through something hard, mentally or emotionally like he would come into the office with a sense of joy and upbeat spirit and things Mm -hmm. of that nature where there was just the hope of who jesus was um truly just uh levitated his heart in a in a cool unique way um and he could talk about the real stuff without like covering it up Mm -hmm. or putting on a face but um there was just genuine joy there and then happiness usually circumstantial um typically it's uh, things around us that bring us happiness, mm-hmm. whether, um, you know, maybe someone 
does something for you that you just really appreciate or just take something off your plate or whatever. It's like, oh, I just feel happy. Mm. Or sometimes you just wake up on the right right side of the bed, like the sun's shining and you got enough sleep and you're like, oh, I'm just feeling a good mood, right? There's So typically happiness is associated with circumstantial and joy is, is part choice, part a deep-rooted understanding. Um, I think that we always have to choose joy. But I think that it's easier to choose when you have a deep understanding of the reality of what joy is. Um, is that, first of all, is that a fair distinction between the two? I think so. You would? Okay. All right. I think in some places I'd use different words, but I I don't want to, like, parse that apart. Okay. I think you would hit most listeners. Which, by the way, we're trying to come up with a fun phrase for our listeners. So if you got any ideas shoot them our way um but yeah i think i think that makes that would make sense to people but i what the thing that i've heard some people talk about is like oh um you know being a christ follower is all about just like being joy happiness is just circumstantial and doesn't matter but it's just joy but i think that happiness um like is a part of that or at least can be again it can be independent of joy but it can be combined with joy because i think that when you experience joy it allows you to focus on things that are more positive potentially um or to at least to recognize the goodness of god amidst whatever's happening happening in your life um and then i think that laughter can like come out of that um and there's a few different like verses that talk about like a cheerful heart, you know, mm-hmm. in Proverbs is good medicine. Um, you know, even like when I think of like Sarah, when God told Abraham mm-hmm. that they were going to have a child and Sarah laughs um, and she laughs almost ironically. But then later she says that like um, the Lord made me laugh mm-hmm. um, or something to that effect. I forget exactly how it's worded, but, but even just like that lighthearted, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just, it's just fun. And I think that's a part of how we were, designed and created um and i really like i've i've wished this for like a couple years now as i've really thought about this but i really wish there was like a story where it was like and jesus laughed hysterically you Mm. know what i mean like because we have like and jesus wept right Mm -hmm. he understands the depth of human emotions and the human experience of being betrayed and experiencing temptation and losing friends and like all of those things you know really a family uh, unhealth and tensions. Um, but I wish we had a verse where it's like, and then Jesus cried laughing or something like that, yeah. but I fully believe that like he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish it was written somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's why it's not just me. I've met several people who have seen the picture of Jesus that was drawn. I don't know. I was a kid. I think when it was first published, of Jesus laughing. Hmm. And there's something really powerful about that where I often think of Jesus as the savior going to the cross, Hmm. doing the hard things, crying, um, sweating drops of blood, praying that God's will would be different. Preaching true. Yeah. But he was a man Mm -hmm. as well. And he is God. And if we laugh as humans and we're made in the image of God, our God laughs Mm -hmm. like he is a joyful God. That's a part of his character. He can't be other. So Jesus experienced great sorrow, but he also experienced deep joy. And I fully believe like laughter, but we don't really think about that much. Um, And 
I think there are... Okay, specifically think of seasons of mourning when you've lost someone close to you or something really tragic has happened and you get together with other people. I I specifically think of family members Mm -hmm. or other really close friends who have lots of memories with this person or this experience and you start telling stories and in the midst of great sorrow, you create laughter Mm. and it's not fake laughter. Yeah, It's genuine, like we're in this together, sitting in the muck and we're going to laugh. And it actually brings healing mm-hmm. and honor, I think. There's yeah. there's an honoring that's happening in that. It's not like, let's cover this up and build a wall after. Yeah. It's let's create steps to keep going forward together, laughter. Um, and I think, I don't know, I was just thinking about this while you were talking. And I really don't know what this looks like. But in seasons where I have felt very depressed or alone or isolated it's like what i crave is joy and a feeling of happiness and laughter and yet push against that at the same time um because i don't feel like it but i just wonder what it what it would be like when we haven't sat in deep tragedy but we're in the middle of like deep depression like what would it look like to have a community like that that would sit with us and and help us laugh but like genuinely laugh like I don't know what that looks like but in some ways we have to intentionally put ourselves in those positions you know and say like hey I'm really struggling with this or still for me like going out into community when I would Mm -hmm. rather be alone because I feel like I have no feelings or (laughs) I don't know what to feel um that but it's healing Mm -hmm. it's healing to laugh and I I don't know. I would just love to sit and like talk with Jesus face to face and like have a conversation. Cause I, I guarantee you it was like a normal part of his life, especially mm-hmm. like, I mean, him and his 12 disciples specifically, they were together all the time. Yeah. They would have been telling stories or joking around or I, I love watching the chosen. And one of the reasons is they personify Jesus, right? Based on the gospels, but you know, make up the stories in between. And he actually laughs and like kids around. And I think that is powerful to like put this personification into something we can see that's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, Jesus was, he was a man yeah, and had fun. Um, Well, in the amount of like times that we see Jesus at feasts or around tables or even like his, his first miracle being the wedding of Cana, turning the, the water into wine, um, like he told his mom, like, don't bother me. Like, what are you doing bothering me? Because she came to him about the water, them being out of wine. And um, he's like, don't bother me. Like he didn't go there to proclaim truth. He didn't go there to reveal himself. He didn't go there to do a miracle um, initially. Like, obviously he's sovereign. Like he, he knew that that was happening, but like he literally told his mom, like, oh, don't bother me. Like he was there at a party enjoying um, the community of the, of the people around him celebrating this new marriage. Like, um, I just think that there's, even in that story for me, Mm -hmm. there's like, yeah, like Jesus, Jesus loved to celebrate things. And even Mm -hmm. we see that, I think God loves to celebrate things. Obviously Jesus is God, but like we see that even in the old Testament, all the different celebrations Mm -hmm. that they had and ultimately to honor God too often we celebrate, 
um, for reasons and excuses to eat certain foods or to do like we make it about the the wrong thing rather than utilizing the food or the time together to give glory to God mm-hmm. for the provision that he's given us or the opportunities or whatever it is, the life. Um, but yeah, I love the story of the wedding at Cana for that's one of well, the reasons. Well, when you think about really weddings like or celebrations, I don't think of it being like quiet and people are just like sternly looking at each other, randomly yeah. nodding, speaking exactly. truth. Like, don't yeah. do that. Like, you think of like, there's so much noise, mm-hmm. right? Because people are talking and they're laughing and they're telling stories and they're like clanking dishes and there's music playing. Like, those are the the sounds of celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if God is the one instituting celebration, you can guarantee like those are a part of the noise of heaven, right? Yeah. Like joy and laughter and, and recounting the stories of the goodness and the glory of God. Um, but I think that we allow, so even though happiness and joy are different, they can overlap. They do overlap. Um, but we allow things to steal our joy. And I, there are differences between, um, I think like in my life, depression has been a spiritual thing. Hmm versus a chemical imbalance thing. Hmm. Um, and if you are in a space where you need help, like, please get help. Like medicine is a gift. Uh, not everyone is going to agree with that statement and that's okay. I don't think it's for everyone for all the time, but I think God has gifted us with certain like doctors and things to be able to help in, in certain seasons. And I, I know several people who have taken um, medications for periods of time because they needed help and that's okay. Um, in my life, it has not been a chemical thing. It's been a spiritual thing. And in some ways, a choice that I didn't even know I was making that I allowed the enemy to steal my joy, Hmm. um, by focusing on all the things that were either wrong or that weren't there instead of looking at who God is, which contributes to in your definition, like the deep understanding of, of Mm. this salvation, the hope that we have in Jesus, because if everything else fades, if everything, because everything else will, Mm -hmm. what we're left with is our salvation. Well, is Jesus and he is our salvation and our redemption. So that's what we like. That is the fullness. Like he is it. Yeah. Um, but when we turn our attention to the other things and we're looking at all the holes of all the things that like should be there, but aren't there and that I'm not doing well, but I should be doing well. I can't believe this went this way. Those are the patterns you start to think in. And that's what the enemy loves to like fill our minds with. And I allow it to steal my joy. Um, So a a prayer in my life has been like, God, return to me the joy of your salvation. So I'm deeply joyful and not just like choosing joy, but I've longed to actually feel joy Mm. um, because I... I missed laughing or having fun. Like I, I feel like I still don't know how to have fun. And Jesus loved children and children love to have fun. Yeah. So he was having fun with children. Children love to laugh. If you've not spent time around a child lately, go somewhere and like watch children play. Like they just play and they giggle. They giggle all the time. To do the, it. Don't do it in a weird way. That is literally <laughs> what I was thinking. But I was like, maybe I don't you say said it. That, I was like, maybe I don't plant huh. ideas. That's interesting. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> like here in Orange County, there's so many outdoor malls, and they have these like little play structures for kids where you could not creepily walk. And by. like, maybe go with a friend. I would say go in pairs. You know, do the Noah thing. Go two by two. It's just better that way. 
So you could be creepy with someone else. No, I'm saying it's creepy if you're just like sitting on a bench alone. Oh, like if you're going with a friend and you're talking and you're catching up with them, but you're also enjoying the laughter hmm. of kids around. Okay. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it, it as I said it and I still said it. Okay. But for real, like there are moments where Athelia and Hagen are giggling hysterically. Mm-hmm. And in the recent, very recent past, it has annoyed me. I'm like, mm. God, why does the laughter annoy me? Like, they find that funny. Why is it irritating that they mm. find that funny? Well, probably just because it was like extra noise and I felt tired and it was just like gritty. But I don't know why. I want that to fuel me with joy yeah. and not like, oh, really? You find that funny? <laughs> That's so stupid. You just dropped your hat on the ground. <laughs> like, it's actually just been. Please pick it up. <laughs> yeah. It's actually been um, challenging to me in a good way to watch what they find funny because I'm like, that is simplicity. Mm. Like the joy of a paper airplane flying through the room and like crashing into a pillow, they find hysterical, you know? Um, so I've been thinking about like, God, why, why do things change so much as we grow? Because there's this beautiful simplicity in a toddler who just trusts you to, you know, love her and give her what she needs and trust you to love her even though she's kicking and screaming and all of that trusts you to provide for her and still just like immediately even after like she throws a fit can be giggling right and just finding these light beautiful things just like amazing and taking forever to get from point a to point b because she's looking at all of the things or running around like why and how do we lose that wonder Hmm. and i know i know it shifts because we shift and we become mature but i don't think maturity should steal our joy so there is there's something in there Hmm. that i i'm just searching with god in like how do i still act in a mature way because i'm not a toddler right but also the it's more like the posture of like just simplicity and Mm -hmm. contentment and I am laughing more this week just as I'm like allowing God to like take things from me again and again, like laying down messes and control and perfectionism and expectations and um, just letting things be that now instead of when the kids, you know, laughing and me just staring at them, like I'm laughing too because I actually find it fun and funny whether it's the thing or listening to them laugh Mm -hmm. that then brings me laughter. Um, yeah, I've just been wondering through that. Like, what what changes so much that we don't find the shiny thing on the wall hilarious <laughs> anymore, you know? Um, just a lot crowds out things as we grow and we gain knowledge and understanding that I think we analyze and overanalyze and try to take control over. And it just, we then react out of fear, which steals joy and... I just actually read a stat last night that was done by some PhD person. They were doing a research study and surveyed like 10,000 people. And um, 90, I think, yes, 99.5% of people. So what would that equate to? 9,950 out of 10,000 people um, said that they struggle with overthinking. Like, I would have to imagine that like that plays a huge role in it because part of it is like you said, there's some level of maturity, right? Like I've seen the shiny thing on the wall 
a thousand times in the last 10 years of my life. So it, it loses its, its newness and its humor. Right. Um, and there's certain things that you do just kind of mature past or whatever. It's just, it's different. We've experienced certain things, but there is like, there is the weight of the things around us. Like we've experienced different levels of hardship mm -hmm. or like the pressures of life, whether that's grades or, um, finances or whatever it might be pressure from bosses or parents. Um, but then there's also this overthinking of like our brains are just mm -hmm. spinning with other things that we don't like allow ourselves to laugh. Um, there's certain moments, right? Like I, I noticed like when I watch a comedian, whether it's like a short video online or, um, yeah, it's been a long time since I've done this, but watch like a special or something. Um, I laugh way more because I'm anticipate like they're a comedian. They're supposed to be funny. Um, and so I tend to laugh more when I'm in a space where I'm allowing myself to, it's almost like I give myself permission mm. to laugh because I'm watching something that I know is supposed to be funny. Um, rather than just living my life that way um, because I'm spending so much time thinking about the other things that when something lighthearted or fun or funny happens, I'm, I really miss the simplicity, mm. like you said, the simplicity of it because I'm letting the, the weight of the other things um, crowd those things out. And that's where I think that childlike dependence, kind of what you were talking mm -hmm. about, um, is just so so crucial to our lightheartedness. And that's different than like joy. I think you can have joy and be a super serious stoic person. But I do think that there's this childlike dependence that when you seek to let go of control because you know that you don't actually have it anyway, um, it allows you to not stress as much about the other things like bills still have to be paid or schoolwork has to, still has to get done, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think that there's this weight lifted mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to do what I can, but God's asked me to do this. And so if I put my best foot forward, like, he's going to take care of the result. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have to put in the work. That's my part of this role, but like the results are up to him. And so um, I think when we're able to let go of some of those things, specifically control, trying to control the things around us, even like when you talked about earlier, like not laughing or, or like forcing a laugh, being around other people, I think part of it's just trying to fit in. Um, I know I've laughed when I've not understood something. Mm -hmm. Like somebody made a joke that I didn't get for whatever reason. Maybe I missed a word. Maybe I didn't understand the concept and like everyone else around laughed. So I kind of like laugh along because I didn't want to <laughs> feel odd or stupid or whatever. But that again, I laughed because I was overthinking the situation rather than be like, I missed it. I don't understand. Um, but I just overthought mm. the situation and then forced a laugh to try to fit in because I was worried about what other people would think about. Um, so I think that's a huge part of it is that mm. just that letting go of control, that childlike dependency, I think, just causes a lightheartedness. and almost goes back to what you're talking about. Like, why do the kids laugh when I don't? And, mm -hmm. and sometimes it is like, oh, they think it's funny to throw, to smush raisins into the carpet. Okay. <laughs> There's, there's, there's a level of adulting that we've realized it's not the best thing, especially in a rented place where um, you're going to lose the security deposit. So it's like, um, obviously, there's a different, le different levels of awareness, but mm. that idea. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. I really think so much boils down to trust. Hmm. Like, do I trust God? to be who he says he is and that he'll do what he says he'll do. And do I know what it is he'll say 
or that he says he'll do, you know? Have I read the word? Am I learning from the word and the promises in the word? And do I believe them? Like, mm-hmm. do I trust that they're true? Because if I do, then, and th- this won't mean we're perfect, right? But then there's this transformation that happens in learning to trust that like, yeah, okay. Like, even though smushing the raisins into the carpet isn't funny, watching my kids laugh, like, mm-hmm. I want that to bring a lightheartedness or a yeah. laughter from me um, instead of immediately like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? You're laughing because you just broke that? <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I want there to be, like, a peace. Um, and our God is a God of peace. But if I really trust that he'll do what he says he'll do, I'm practicing that childlike dependency um, and just obeying when he says obey, you know, and that could look like all the things you already mentioned, you know, paying the bills and going to school and doing your homework, if that's what you're supposed to be doing. Or um, for me as a parent, following through, even when it would be easier not to. Yeah. Um making new relationships, even when that's hard, like, and then as we do those things in obedience, we experience his fullness and his blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that causes us to want to obey more and creates a, a, a new space for us to like, listen uh, differently, better because we're tuning ourselves to his voice or he's teaching us to hear his voice. Anyway, as we're doing that, like just, I think trust comes it's just based so much in trust like do i trust that jesus really did die for me and that i'm saved and i don't have to earn it or am i still trying to earn it um do i really believe that he and trust that he's enough and what he says of me is enough or i'm still am i still trying to please other people and do i care so much about what they think and do i believe he and trust that he'll put me where he wants me and give me the opportunities he wants me to have or am i trying to manipulate all those things and make them happen on my own like they're do I trust that he will provide in all of these ways or am I afraid? Am I acting in fear? Because we're humans. We'll all experience the emotion of fear, but it's what we do with yeah. that, right? Um, yeah, I think so much of it, all of it boils down to trust. Like, do I trust that what God says is true? Hmm. All right. Well, I will say this um, feels like a, a rather serious conversation around Even the topic we of laughter. So, which I don't, I mean, we're obviously talking about the depth of joy and happiness and all those things. But um, I am curious, mm-hmm. like, do you have a time that you remember laughing till you cried? Or a time where laughing was just <laughs> okay, really healing? So recently, I'm going to throw yes. Andy Wood under the bus. <laughs> Um, so we attend Saddleback oh, that's Church. Right. I wasn't there for this. <laughs> we attend Saddleback Church and Andy would just be <laughs> just became the pastor. And last week two, two weeks, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago uh the kiddos were sick. So, <laughs> so Shay stayed home with them so I could go sit in service and I sat with um our friends Lily and Ariel. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Andy was wearing this shirt, like, next week we're having a big block party um, at all of our Saddleback campuses. And the first week that Andy was announcing that, he wore this, like, T-shirt that everyone's going to get when if they come to this block party, okay? 
So in in his sermon, he said, as you can see, I am wearing a large shirt. But if you watched my announcement online, I was wearing a medium. <laughs> and I hadn't watched his video. Um, so I didn't know what he was talking about. And Lily next to me just pulls it up. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I found it so funny. Like his comment and then immediately watching the video he was talking about. And I then at that point was trying not to laugh because I was in the middle of service and I was like crying because I was laughing. Let, let's just, let's just say the medium was too small it was, for him. It was just hugging the you way a little it was, bit, Andy. It, it, and it was, it was hugging in some like some spots that people really try hard to work on when they're working out to try oh, to get rid of it. Like, so it just, funny. And then he called it out in himself, which made it funnier. Like yeah, it was yeah. just, it was hysterical. That was like good. I, yeah, I was crying a little bit. Um, and I feel like there was another time recently. I so wish I was there because it was like you said you you and Lily were both laughing and like had a hard time like stopping, right? Where yeah, people well, like Jerry looking. L was laughing loud. He was like, oh, like Yeah, Jerry L is a loud. Oh, it's so good. He's a loud man. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. So then like because because I already found it comical, but then I was sitting with people who found yes. it funny. And yeah, then Jerry laughed loud. Aloud. So yeah, then yeah. you're laughing at Jerry laughing and trying not to laugh. And then yeah. it was just like a domino effect. Yeah. And it really caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just, it was just really funny to me. So that was a good one. That what about you? Uh, shoot. I don't remember laughing until I cried the last time. Or like any time, actually. Like I know I've no, done you, it. Yeah, you've definitely have. No, oh, I know. I definitely know I've done I it. I remember one when we were actually down here, like near San Diego, with your family when Lauren and Chris lived in San Diego. We were at Balboa Park, like oh. taking pictures, <laughs> and you made some joke, and you said <laughs> something like, "Don't worry, it's a metal joke." Did Do I you say remember metal? That? Or, yes. Was it metal or math? <laughs> it, was it was metal. metal. I think it was metal. And, yeah, so it, like, do you remember yes. what happened? No, not not either. exactly. But I um, remember you crying. I think it was something it was with so a funny. tripod, because Chris was trying to set up a tripod <laughs> on like a timer to take a family photo of everyone. Um, but that that has happened actually a lot because like you make yourself laugh. yes, <laughs> where like I'm thinking of something that I think is hilarious and I'm trying to relay it to people <laughs> and I can't get it out because I'm laughing so hard um, because. <laughs> Yes. I think it's Gabby, right? Is it my sister who says all the time, she's like, nobody can make Shay laugh like Shay can <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, but it's usually not something like I'm doing. It's like I have a thought or <laughs> a memory or something yeah. that just like in the moment, situationally, whatever, just makes me laugh really hard. But I can't remember. Like I don't remember a story. I know I've done it a number of yeah. times. Um because I'm my grandma was this way. She would laugh so hard. She'd be telling a story. She couldn't finish the story because she's laughing so hard. And I think out of my family, I'm I'm the largest offender of this. Like mm. most like my grandma in that that I've I've done that multiple times where I can't finish the story because I'm laughing so hard. Um so I get called Lois. Um <laughs> but yeah I can't remember anything specific. Bummer. The pressure. Yeah, it is. Social pressure, the podcast life. Yeah. So, um, cool. All right. How about like healing? Is there, do you feel like there was some, uh, or do you have a memory, I should say, uh, where you're going through something or something was hard and you just like laughed and it just felt really good, like because you were 
in a hard spot or dealing mm-hmm. with something difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so whenever my sisters and I get together, no matter what's going on, we end up laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's always really healing. Mm-hmm. Like whether something really hard is going on or not, um, there there's something with them that like we lived the same life at home. So we have all of these memories together that we just start like bringing up and, and jumping off of onto like the next memory and the next memory. And that always brings like a ton of laughter. Um, and my grandpa passed away almost a year ago. Um, it'll be a year next month. And we didn't have his memorial until January. Um, and my sister Morgan couldn't come because she had COVID, but Faith and Tess and I were there. And so we had snippets of moments like that. And my, my cousin Bailey was able to come as well. So just standing in Grammy Amop's house, like all of us talking and bringing up memories and laughing was really healing mm-hmm. in the midst of like those were moments I felt like I wouldn't stop crying. Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing where your heart just feels so sad. Yeah. Um, but they're filling that space with time to sit in the sadness and like be in their home without him and going through some of his things and talking about him on purpose. Yeah. And not just like all the things we'll miss, but that's a part of it too. But just like retelling stories that just brought so much joy. Um, and laughter that was really healing. But then it those moments are crazy because the very next minute you could be sobbing again. But I actually like I don't love doing funerals because there's I don't know how to put this. I love them and I don't love them. I don't love them because, you know, people are walking through something hard. Mm. But I love walking in the hard with mm. people and being around other people's families because I I, I personally haven't had a, a lot of family members pass away in the recent years, but I've been at a lot of funerals. Mm. So I've been able to sit with people yeah. listening to them tell stories of like their memories and laughing about those things. And even being around that can be healing, like yeah. listening to other people heal mm-hmm. or bringing up things that has been powerful. Yeah. Um, but in my own personal life, I think the... The closest one to my life recently has been mop. Like that's just been really tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a time you can think of? Um, I can no like specific moment. Um, I, like I have a, the way my memory works is so weird where like, I feel like I can't, I perfect example. Somebody on our team, years ago asked me he was doing his taxes and he called me he's like hey a year and a half ago what happened here did i drive to this conference thing did you where when we went to i was like yeah you drove we went here we did this your tire went flat we had to stop at walmart and get a spirit like i remembered all these random details but like i couldn't remember the conversations we had i don't remember no, that time I do remember laughing at the game we were playing. We were playing a game with oh our team. Oh my gosh! Um, <gasps> we almost made a, all cried. Yeah, we were laughing we almost, so yeah, hard. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so right. But mm-hmm. like, so like, my grandpa passed away. I think it was twenty seventeen. Because 
yeah, I don't think you were pregnant with Bean yet. So mm, probably 2017. Yeah, no, I don't think I was. Um, and uh, so I'm sure there was, when the whole family got together, mm-hmm. there was some laughing there about grandpa and his idiosyncrasies. Um, well, and when Annie B is around, you just laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, she's great at that. Um, but I would say like some of the general things where I would say it's been healing is I've tried to make intentional choices in harder relationships. Like when relationships are, there's just more tension or difficulty and don't get me wrong. There's certain relationships where you need boundaries, but there's some relationships where I just have to like make the choice to like, to, to be normal with mm-hmm. them and not let the the weird tension affect something mm-hmm. like the rest of the rest of our relationship is maybe what I'll say um where laughing with that person is actually healing mm-hmm. or at least helpful if not healing but at least helpful to continuing the relationship because like if we didn't laugh together it would be really hard to even continue really talking or Mm. or um yeah or whatever like we're intentionally just trying to set aside the the tension piece and just have fun or laugh crack jokes whatever Mm -hmm. where i feel like that's that's aided and been helpful um so partially healing in some of those areas but yeah Mm. cool so in the podcast, tell us a joke. Make us laugh right now. Go. Hmm. I've never heard a joke before. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to tell a joke. Oh, well, you just started giggling. I, was, I know. <laughs> I was just being stupid. Um, no, I really feel like I can't think of any jokes because mm-hmm. you asked me to tell one. Yeah. This is like, I feel like I'm 10 years old right now. Yeah. Because I used to. I had separate rooms from my older sister, Faith, when I was 10. And then there would be random nights. I'd sleep on her floor so we could have a sleepover. And she would be like, Haley, be funny. (laughs) So if I tried to be funny, I wasn't funny. Mm, But if I was just me, I made her laugh really hard. Um, Yeah, I don't have any jokes. Great. Love it. But give y'all selves permission to laugh. Maybe Mm. that's a good takeaway. And... For real, study scripture on joy and just pray over yeah. your life and the lives of those you know who are maybe struggling with deep sadness or, I don't know, or in hard places. But the joy of the Lord would be their strength. Hmm. That's one. Yeah. But anyway, sorry for the lack of joke at the end, but hmm. love you guys. Well, I guess that's it. She's she's done. So thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye.